It is the Monday edition of Marawa Sports World. Now, in the proposed titled, Our Plan to Rebuild the UK Government's COVID-19, uh, the recovery strategy, uh, the UK Government earlier today unveiling uh, its plans as well to ease the lockdown measures in England. They've kind of mapped and set out the conditions under which various activities can be safely carried out. Now, what does this all mean, though? And, and, and for what's been a riveting season of EPL, and with exactly 92 fixtures remaining, we head over now to England to iron out all the details regarding a possible June resumption of sport in the United Kingdom. And we've got the chief football writer for Times Sport, uh, Henry Winter, joins me on the line from the UK. Henry, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. And uh, are you excited about the plan to rebuild? Hi, Robert. Nice to hear you. I hope you're safe and well. Um, obviously, I'm excited of the prospect of football resuming and the possibility of this um, extraordinary season we, we've had with the football of, of Liverpool and uh, you know one or two others. And you look down the sort of the tenth scrap at the bottom with the, uh, the relegation positions in the Premier League. But there's still concern here, as there is in the States, as there is in South Africa, about coronavirus, about a second spike, about players, particularly, and this is my concern from a footballing perspective, is players being rushed back when they're not, all of them, so keen when they are wary, when they have at-risk relatives at home or young children or elderly relatives. So I, I completely understand the financial imperative for the clubs wanting to play again. There's, in terms of Sterling, there's £742 million worth of television money riding on these 92 games. So I understand that. It's important to get business going again. You know, these clubs employ a lot of people. But also, you know, we have to be very, very wary that the players are not being rushed back. Henry, uh, that's actually a very important point. A lot of people have been asking me on the show as to whether or not the players are ever considered. Are they asked for their comments? Are they asked whether or not they want to play football? Or do administrators take administrative decisions and regardless of whatever the players feel? Players are so powerful now. They've all got huge media, social media following. You can be a multimillionaire at sort of 18 years of age and have agents and advisors and lawyers and PR people. So players are pretty powerful this generation of, of players, um, I would say, particularly socially aware, very very intelligent, aware of their own image, aware of their in society, you know, they want to charlatans and idiots who, who embarrass the rest, but on the whole, they're a pretty um, you know, respectful and respected group, and some of them are quite rightly saying, well, listen, the, uh, the UK government had a go at us a couple of months ago and said we weren't playing our part when actually we were contributing privately and then publicly to the NHS, our health service, and now you're wanting to use us almost as a march us into the line of fire and get us to, uh, to get the economy and going again and to, to lift the spirits of the nation, as Prime Minister Boris Johnson put it in the House of Commons earlier today. So I, I think they are being wary. I think that what is going to happen this week clearly is the Premier League is going to be talking to our uh, video conference talking to the PFA, the union representatives of each club and the club captains. You've got some very you know, intelligent, articulate individuals there 
I mean, Kevin De Bruyne wasn't captain, but at Manchester City, but his his views are well respected. Jordan Henderson, obviously at Liverpool, was behind the uh, the, the Players Together campaign, which has raised I think four or five million pounds for for the NHS our health service so far. Harry Maguire at Manchester United, very grounded, bright individual. So, absolutely, the the league, the FA, and the government has to listen to these intelligent stars. You know, the funny thing is, though, Henry, is that whilst all of this is happening on the sidelines, I mean, one of the recent stories, uh, which I'm sure you've been following quite closely as we follow your work here uh, in South Africa, uh, you know, the comments that were attributed to Paul uh, Barber, uh, the chief exec at Brighton, saying that despite all of the measures that uh, we've been taking over the past couple of weeks, uh, where players haven't been involved in any significant training at all, we've still suffered another player testing positive for the virus, which makes it right now player number three at Brighton to test positive for coronavirus. Yeah, and they haven't really actually done too much in the testing at the other 19 clubs as well. We've seen it in the Bundesliga, Bundesliga 2 with Dresden. We've seen it in Spain, I think five players or members of staff. Um, I think there will be a number that they will accept and they will carry on going to. But if, I don't know if you've seen things in our country today, a lot of people have headed back to work the transport system is busy again, the roads are busy, and there is a risk of a, of, a, of a second spike. So if that happens, then football has to remember its place in society. It can't exist outside the bubble. There will be other players will unfortunately test positive for it. And uh, so they, they absolutely have to tread carefully. But I think they are right to try and bring football back, but just they can't rush it back. Yeah, and 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 it, and it still remains a contact sport. That's what I keep repeating on the show. That regardless of what we want, I mean, we're going to be uh, chatting to a federation regarding gymnastics here in South Africa that want to go back, and they say that their sport is different uh, to, for example, a football, which is largely a contact sport. There might not be fans, Henry, but the players, it's going to be difficult. Well, absolutely. And I was talking to David. Wagner, the, the former Huddersfield Town coach, who's now coach at Schalke. Next Saturday, he's got their Schalke's biggest derby, the match against Borussia Dortmund. And he was outlining to me all the sort of protocol, the safety protocol of going into the dressing room. The referee will guide each team out. They'll take a separate route and go onto their half of the pitch. They'll be no pre-match uh, handshakes or anything. There'll be no one in the ground, only sort of 300 sort of media and officials. Then the other team will come out and they'll go separately to their half of the pitch. And then, as Wagner said, you know, he'll put, the referee will blow the whistle and all the players will just sort of try to kick each other again. So normal football, normal adrenaline, normal competitive rules. You know, these are competitive individuals. They'll absolutely be flying into each other. There will be tackles. There will be blood probably spilt. There'll be sweat flying around. And they do spit to clear their throats. It's, it's, a, it's a natural reflux that, uh, that a lot of uh, footballers particularly do. So that will happen in, in England, obviously. That there's no plans to come back for June the 12th in the, in the Premier League. But uh, absolutely, you know, there, there will be issues. And I can understand why one or two players from each club might say, no, I don't want to risk this. Where do you think it's all heading to? I mean, we've spoken to the John Bonds of this world and say, why rush? Yes, Liverpool, yes, it would have been great. Uh, it's 25 points difference, etc. But why rush? Why don't we do this in December? If it's January, then let it be January. So that's the question, fundamentally. Is it, is it, about, the, is it about the rents and cents or the pounds? Well, I think it's about the 
Yeah, it is, as ever with football, particularly in England. And I think it is also to do with UEFA and their desire by, for clubs and countries to indicate by May the 25th exactly when they're starting. They've also got European fixtures in mind. They want to, you know, as, as the English do, they want to get some form of a, a new season starting. But I mean, I'll go and cover these matches, and I've covered matches behind closed doors before when we've had racist incidents in Europe and the grounds are being closed down for anyone but the sort of players and the media. And they are pretty soulless events. I mean, television will get its power to flesh, we'll be able to show these matches, but there'll be no atmosphere. And, it, and I can't see fans in this country getting back into the grounds in the UK until there is a vaccine, and that looks many months away. So I think John's right, this will, this will run and run, but I do see them trying to get it started on June the 12th, trying to get it finished by late July, giving the, the players a breather, and then, uh, and then heading off to what will be a very strange new season. It would have been an interesting weekend, this past weekend we've come from, if life was normal, Henry. Well, in terms of <laughs> normal in English football, but particularly yeah. on that, well, in terms of the league being settled, and yeah. I mean, it would have, you know, and the sort of trophy presentation and all that. But this is not simply about Liverpool getting the two wins that they need. You know, there's serious issues at the bottom. Uh, there's also major issues at the top of the Championship, West Bromwich Albion and Leeds United. You know, they've got financial issues as well as sporting ambitions to get up as well. So uh, this is not simply about John Barnes's you know, great former club uh, getting their first title in 30 years, although obviously everyone in uh, every Liverpool supporter wants that. But I think most people actually do want, or many people want, the, the game and sporting merit decided on the pitch rather than uh, points per game. Um, which which would be unfortunate because there would always then be an asterisk in the in, in the record books. So I think it will come back. Liverpool will win the title. It will be a fairly soulless experience for, for the other games. There will be arguments down the bottom. There may well be uh, legal issues if uh, you know with the clubs that do go down because they'll say the sporting integrity of the competition has been uh, has been damaged. And then um, it will run and run, and the wheels will be richer. Absolutely, Henry, as always, Honor, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your, your input, your insight. Uh, let's look forward to what happens in the next couple of weeks, and do stay safe, please. Uh, I'm glad that all is well on your side, and all is a pleasure chatting to you. Stay safe. Hope everyone in South Africa, that great country, where I enjoyed such an amazing World Cup, what an experience that was, well, apart from some of England's football. Um, you know, just hope you, uh, <laughs> hope you all, hope you all, uh, you all safe. Thank you so much, Henry. Chat soon. That's the chief football writer there for Time Sport joining us all the way from the United Kingdom. And uh, just, uh, oh, yeah, they, they want to get things started in June.